0: Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Scottish Blethers. I'm Liz Lister. And I'm Helen Houston. And Liz, it's 84. Oh my goodness gracious, doesn't time fly when you're having fun? Yeah, that just about sums up my brain, Helen. Oh, oh. I don't know, back to work with a bang.
1: Yeah, it's it's been great. It's been great, but it's a completely different way of life to the last two years where we've had always had tomorrow to do things but now
0: tomorrow is upon us even today (laughs) Today's tomorrow is yesterday. Honest to goodness, I can't keep up with it. This is the new era of Scottish blethers, where literally we are just blethering. So it might be completely incoherent. Apologies for that, but we'll see how it goes. But Helen and I are both back at work again. We've both been leading the first um, Rick Steves tours, the new tours, as they've been introduced in Scotland. I was out on the eight-day tour, which is called the Heart of Scotland. And Helen, you were on the full 13-day Tour the full buna
1: the full thirteen day best of Scotland tour, and I finished that yesterday at ten thirty once you know, a number of the tour members had flown back to the states, and then would you believe it, Liz typical me, I'm just a girl who can't say no. I had agreed to do a walking tour from the from the castle in Edinburgh um for a group who'd just flown in at five o'clock last night so. <laughs>
0: Well, as I always say, Helen, you put the Duracell bunny to shame. (laughs) Well, no, it was
1: good. And, you know, Liz, I have really enjoyed being back, you know, meeting all these lovely people, the tour members that come over, the people that come here to see Scotland. And I've just been bouncing around, enjoying, showing off our country.
0: I agree with you there, Helen. Um, Lovely people who are travelling. And, you know, in this new era that we're travelling in, there are significant challenges. So it's it's been hard, I have to say, going back hard, getting my brain into guiding mode again, you know, things that would normally come naturally. You're struggling for that fact or that date or whatever. It's at the back of your mind and you're just trying to bring it forward and struggling to keep the tour group healthy and happy.
1: And I think that's the main thing that, that you know, the, the, the big, big difference is that just we're, okay, we're not OK in Scotland, but the restrictions have gone in Scotland. But people coming over from America still have to have a negative certificated test before they, before they can enter America. And so you have to keep the group healthy because you don't want somebody testing positive and having to
0: stay here until they go negative. I would completely agree with that. I mean, one of the conditions of the Rick Steves tour, when I did my tour in April, it was um, they had to have a a negative, a a certificated negative lateral flow test before they came onto the tour. That has now been removed for the moment, although it is being introduced to keep the tour group healthy. But they also had to have their vaccinations as well. But the big thing was that they had to wear their masks in crowded places and on the coach and I have to say that in Scotland very very few people are wearing face masks and so I started off the tour and I was kind of half self-conscious thinking "Mm, do we really need to be doing this my goodness by the end of the tour I was a complete convert because it kept my tour healthy and safe
1: no, I totally agree with you, because I was the same. We kept our masks on when we were out and about in crowded places, and we were probably the only ones with the masks on. It was these properly, I don't know what you call them, the FP...
0: PF22s you, you, or something. Something
1: yep. like that. And you you wore them all the time, but oh, it was
0: so nice to get it off your face. Yeah. No, we didn't wear ours outside no. um, when we were in open spaces. But um I had one young well, when he, when he was the youngest, he was in his late thirties, but young by my by <laughs> my, my standards. He tested positive towards the the end of the tour, but the fact that um, he was with his mother and they'd been sitting on the coach together and he'd been dining with the other members of the coach, nobody else got it. Whereas when they were all getting their certified tests for flying home, the pharmacist was saying that that morning he had tested another group and seven out of the group were positive and they didn't even know it. So they weren't flying home. So, you know, it just really brings home to me, you know, if you see tour groups, if you're not guiding and you you, you, if you're not a guide and you see tour groups wearing masks, think, well, good on them. You know, they're keeping each other safe. There's a whole difference between individual think and group think. When you're travelling as a group, you have a responsibility for each other.
1: And Liz, do exactly the same scenario with me. On the very last day, one of my tour members phoned me up at about seven fifteen in the morning to say Helen I've just done the test it's positive and I said right just stay in your room and I'll let the others know and her husband was testing negative so that was that was fine so I made them all do a lateral flow test you know self-test before we went out that day and so everybody was negative and about half of the group were going to get their um, certificated test to go home they were all doing they were all tested negative so it just was wearing masks. It isolated the one person. She has no idea where where she could have picked it up. But her husband didn't pick it up, so he flew home because the insurance wouldn't cover him staying behind. So yeah. her insurance was covering her for staying behind and changing flights. But you know, it was these are the things that we've had to learn, Liz. But we've also been in new places. The the tour, the itineraries. These itineraries have taken us to new places. Where, where, where were you that was different and new, and new for you?
0: Okay, well, it's, it's, it was the blend of the familiar and the new. Mm-hmm. A lot of new hotels for me. I think one of the highlights of my tour was um, we stayed at the Lochranach Hotel, at Kinlochranach. And uh, it's a new one, absolutely beautiful, stunning hotel. What a location. Stunning location, absolutely stunning location. But the highlight was that as the coach drew up to the hotel, they had all of the staff. Now, I'm talking about the chefs, the reception staff, the bellboys, everyone, including the manager and the owner, were standing outside to welcome us. It was like Downton Abbey. I I just felt like I was, you know, I was Lady Mary or something like that.
1: Uh, Oh, not, not, what, what. Her name, Lord Grantham's mother. You've you felt no, you were Lady Mary. No, no, I'm Lady
0: Mary. <laughs> it was all my imagination, Helen.
1: <laughs> but but no, and that that's lovely. Well, I I took my group to Elgin Cathedral because I used to live just outside Elgin, and I like Elgin Cathedral. And we were just we we'd been at the Cooperage, which was another new visit. But I thought we'll oh, just pop into Elgin Cathedral, and the. The um, historic Scotland uh, chap there was so good, he, he came out into the into the grounds of the cathedral and said, "Now remember to look at this and remember to see that." He couldn't abandon his his ship if you like, where he was taking you, know, letting people in, but he was pointing out all the places to remember to look at this and remember to see that. Elgin Cathedral is a lovely visit, and of course we had a sunny day, which was just super.
0: That makes everything perfect. You know, everybody was just so glad to see us, particularly the people who Rick Steves worked with for for years. Another highlight of my tour was the visit to the Cranog on Loch Tate. Because the staff there have had to face, you know, as they say, they're just waiting on the locusts because they've had COVID, they've had disease, they've had fire, the Cranog burned down, which was an absolute tragedy. But they have out of this, the phoenix that has emerged is just spectacular. They have turned towards more the demonstration of crafts and how people of the Iron Age would live. So, you know, how they made their clothes, the food that they would have eaten, the tools that they would have used. I mean, my tour members absolutely loved it. We stayed for just getting on for three hours and they could have stayed all day. It was spectacular.
1: Yes, we, we were the same, Liz. We, we just had, had no time and time constraint at the, at the far end and we just stayed until we'd seen and done everything. But what they've done, they've taken on apprentices and they've got five young people there learning the craft of museum curating and customer customer service. And these apprentices are only young, they're only in their teens, uh, the majority of them. And they were doing the presentations and the demonstrations. They were so good. So the Cranog staff have worked so hard to bring, as you say, something out of what was a complete devastating disaster for them. And they've made an excellent visit.
0: Yeah, one of the highlights there for me was when um, they did storytelling and music, there's a young apprentice there, I can't remember his name, but Will. Will, Will is
1: Will, that's, that's right. Will,
0: that's it. And um, he was demonstrating crude, but so effective musical instruments. So, I mean, the music that he was making from these very, very simple stringed instruments was just fantastic. And he had, what do you call the large horn of Carnac? Carnics. Yes. carna. Karnak. Yes.
1: And yeah. interesting, there's one in St. Cecilia's Music Museum in Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, and of course the original, the one that they found is in the National Museum of Scotland, but he was blowing it to welcome people into the little section on yeah, me. And then they had um, another apprentice who was singing. And just, you know, if you imagine the loch there still and springtime in Scotland with the birds singing and all the wildflowers out, and she was just singing. And my group were absolutely spellbound.
1: We, we didn't have the singer. I think it was her day off. When we were there, but we had we had um, young Will on the stringed instrument, Daisy cooking the food, and we had I can't remember his name, but the young lad doing the technology, showing how t- to work the lathe and you know, make the holes in the stones. Again, their presentation skills, as well as their skills, were just fantastic and fun. They've got the humor, they've got the the enthusiasm that the other members, you know, the the, the staff of the Cranock have they're putting that enthusiasm into these youngsters who are now able to present it as well. Just so good, such a good visit.
0: And you know how much I love my wildflowers and my folklore. Well, there's another section that Rachel was leading on and it was about the food that they would have foraged. And I was learning so much about yes. it. I didn't know um, that That to me was absolutely fascinating. And I also didn't know that Rachel was married to Rich. And Rich is just in his absolute element having people back again. Oh, yes. He was telling me that they've got a podcast. So again, if anybody's interested, search out the Cranog podcast um, where they do updates on on what's going on. So I haven't had time to listen to it myself, but it's something that's definitely on my list.
1: No, it's it's just it's just been great. They and we did a, another thing that we did, Liz, was the one hour long Jacobite cruise on Loch Ness, which I thought was great. I really enjoyed it, and my tour members liked it. It didn't seem like an hour, but it it was an hour. We were picked up at Urquhart Castle, and then we went down the loch, which normally we do a half hour. But we then carried on and as the loch then becomes, turns into the canal. So because the Caledonian Canal is what links the, the Murray Firth with the um, Loch Linnhe and out to the sea, the sea to sea canal. And to see how the loch and the canal work, that was really good. And it was a very good commentary that we had on just little short bursts of really very interesting information coming out every so often on the commentary on the boat it was it was a nice experience and it wasn't the best of weathers it was it was dry but I always go outside in a boat Liz I don't know about you but yeah it was dry it was windy and but it was really really good
0: yeah I always say that if you're visiting Urquhart Castle you have to visit it from yes. the water because that's what it was built for. You know, people would have travelled over by water because the the land would have been so densely forested. So the Vikings or the Lords of the Isles, whoever it was that was traversing through Scotland, east coast to west coast, would have sailed through that route. And before the Caledonian Canal was built, they would have carried their boats over their heads in between. But we did it in the opposite direction. We did it from um, the clansmen up to Urquhart Castle. And like you, Helen, The weather wasn't kind, it was a soft rain, very low mist, but the stillness. So you have this beautiful wake from the boat and then suddenly the castle appears out of the mist on its promontory. And oh, it's just
1: it's just and it's great to be back, Liz. Although we've seen these sites so often, every time you see it is different. And I think it's the weather that that makes a difference. You were talking about the soft rain and the mist there. I mean, we were we were relatively clear and we came in from the top. We came in from the road and walked down to the to the castle. Um, but just standing at the visitor centre, looking at the castle, it's just, it's just beautiful. But the other one, the other one that we did, Liz, I think both of us did on the tour, it was the Spayside Cooperage. Loved it. Oh, I love that one too. It was just so good. I
0: love the shop as well. Oh, yes, <laughs> I just can't figure out how to get that, how to get a chair home. <laughs>
1: no, Liz, I've worked it out for you. I t- I talked to the lady in the shop. I said, you know, Liz comes here in a coach with people. She could easily buy that chair, put it in the coach, leave it at the bottom of the you know underneath the coach, and drop it off at the Rowan Tree when you have your Highland lunch. Just yeah. next door to your cottage. That's, no true. Problem, That's Liz, true. No problem, Liz. No
0: problem. But and then how no... do I tell my husband there's something? I've had it for years. I've had it for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's cha- it's, just to explain, it's chairs that are made out of the old um, staves from the whiskey casks. Um, so they make furniture out of them. So um, I have my eye on one of them. It's absolutely beautiful. Of. But the but the cooperage
1: itself, the visit, you're, you're taken up into a, a gallery overlooking the actual workshop. Where the coopers are at work it's not a demonstration it's actually a workshop and you're taken up there and it's either a somebody who was a cooper an ex-cooper guiding you or somebody who's worked in the whiskey industry and understands the importance of the barrels to each of the distilleries these guides are brilliant
0: they are fantastic and you're we talking about return visits one, another highlight for me was going back to Leolch, working sheepdogs to get back to Neil and Glynis and the dogs, the family. And um, they've not had it easy through lockdown. Um, you know, it's it's been difficult, and you know to see it all coming back to life again, a different position, whatever, different dogs, and the dogs have got so much older. You know, it used to be that Lad was the see that dog, that English dog, but now he's he's the one that's the old man of the group. You know, so you know, years are passing, just flying by.
1: But it, it was again. It was it was a really good demonstration, and you, know, the the tour members being able to, if they wanted, have a turn at trying to cut the fleece. You know, shear the sheep with the hand shears, and they're just fascinated by the skill of the dogs. And Neil Neil's their love Neil's love for his dogs, and the dogs' love for Neil is just so apparent when you're standing there in the field watching them
0: at work it's it's um it's like a soap opera every time you go there's a new story it's either new lambs or new puppies or, or whatever it's just an evolving story that um i doesn't matter how many times i go to lay old i absolutely love it
1: yes and we had there were very very young puppies you almost you sit in the palm of your hand when we were there and the lambs were a little bit bigger but oh Everybody just was cuddling and taking photographs of themselves, cuddling lambs and puppies and things. So, again, just a nice experience. But what was nice, what I really enjoyed too, it was this, it was the a similar experience, but we're in a different place. So again, you had different views over the the fields and up to the Cairn Gorms. It was
0: really nice. Of course, it was closer to their home. It's right next door to their home. So we had other little lambs in terms of Glenness and, and uh, Neil's youngest daughter. So she, I was giving her tunnock's tea cakes to, to keep her interested. Yes. <laughs> How old is she? I'm just trying to think. She's come up for three now. Oh, my um, goodness. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. A,
1: a real COVID baby like my little grandson yeah, next door. Yeah, just
0: before it. Yes, yes. just before it. So, yeah. So where else did we visit Helen. Well,
1: we we went to places like the Hermitage, of course. I went on a beautiful day and the water was really pouring down the gorge. You know, the falls of the Bran Falls at the Hermitage, just beautiful.
0: Yeah, and of course the wildflowers are all out which is my highlight oh, at the hermitage yes. so it was just the bluebells were just about to come out I mean Scotland at the moment oh I love it at this time of year just all the old woodland, the ancient woodland covered in the Scottish bluebell not the one that you find in gardens the Spanish bluebell um, you tell them apart because the Spanish bluebell smells like Spanish onions whereas <laughs> the Scottish bluebell has got a beautiful delicate scent love them
1: and they they were out when we were when we were there, Liz. They were they were there, and it was just that blue haze throughout the woodlands. And one thing that I wasn't aware of, and you probably were, because I've I've always had in my mind that I'm saying this is big big tree country that we're in, and you'll be know, very proud of these big trees. And I keep thinking in America there are much bigger trees than that. But a number of my tour members were standing. You know that glade where you can just look up at the trees.
0: A cathedral of trees.
1: Yes, and they were saying we've never seen trees as t- as tall as this before. So I thought, oh well, that's that's really really interesting. And you know, and the Hermitage was is just this beautiful walk. When you tell the stories about you know the the Duke of Athol, the fifth Duke of Athol, and him planting all these trees, and then you tell the story of David
0: Douglas, and it's the, just the walk goes by very very quickly. Yeah, I love it. I love that walk, and, and my tour members do as well. And the ones from Oregon, when they reach that cathedral of trees, they think it's just like being at home because yes. it is. It's more Oregon than Scotland. It's yeah.
1: It's just it's just super. And of course, we went up to the cave for the hermit. And of course, it's not really a cave. It's a man-made cave made by the. I think i just say the Duke of Athol made it as he advertised for a hermit, didn't he? To put a little yeah. bit of re- realism, that's not the right word, into the, the walk for his guests through his, his woodland.
0: No, it's it's a beautiful walk. And of course, you made it to Iona. I haven't been there yet.
1: Yes, well, Iona was just lovely. And it was just so nice to be back and it wasn't too crowded. And we had Adrian taking us down on the on the bus from... Craig Newer to Finafort and he gave us a really very good commentary, just quietly chatting to us, and you are know, giving us lots of information about life on the island of Mull.
0: And is sorry, is Richard okay?
1: Is he just Richard is fine. I spoke to Richard on the phone, and he was he was his day off, so um I couldn't get I couldn't get the office to answer me, and I just happened to have Richard's number on my phone, <laughs> so I phoned Richard in on his day off. <laughs> But he said, No, no, it's Adrian who's doing it. So and he said, "He," I said, Oh, he's not nearly as good as you, Richard. So I said to Adrian, Oh, Adrian, you're so much better than Richard.
0: <laughs> keep keep them both on side. For those who have been to Iona with us, Richard is our go-to driver um, who has the uh, the narrative off Pat for taking us over from Craig Newer across to Finnefort. So he um we compete for for jokes. Um, yeah, you know, we we argue as to who who came up with the joke first. <laughs>
1: yes. But Adrian Adrian was Adrian was brilliant. You know, big big giant of a man, really good. And um, but and on, on Iona, it was just beautiful. And the we walked to the abbey and we we just I gave the tour members you know, freedom just to go around the abbey themselves, get the audio guides if they wanted. But the storyboards around the abbey are just very very good and of course the museum just everybody was blown away
0: by the museum
1: yeah. and the
0: age of things and they've done it so well. I think Iona is a place where you really want to be on your own to have solitude and yes. soak it up. I mean yes. there's There's a feeling as soon as you land on Iona. And I absolutely agree with you, Helen, that it's just so nice to be in places that aren't busy at this moment. So, you know, I haven't been to Iona yet. but I can just imagine walking up to the North Sands, just enjoying the peace and tranquility of the island. Unfortunately, one of the other things um, that I was experiencing when I was out is that there are a lot of properties that just aren't open, particularly, as we were describing before, the Historic Environment Scotland properties.
1: Yes, they've they've a lot of them are closed, and I was surprised Elgin Cathedral was open because it it is a room ruin and there is scaffolding on it, but um they they were open and we went in there and and that was fine, but you know things like we were in St Andrews, St Andrews, St Andrews Castle is closed, but you can get in through the shop and the exhibition, which actually is before I've kind of. You've just gone through the exhibition quite quickly to go out to the castle. But taking time in the exhibition at St Andrew's Castle really brings it all into focus and into life. And you can see quite a lot. You're allowed out into the the grassy bit between the road and the castle. You can go into there and you can see the castle and you can understand it. And they put these, what are they called, QR Codes, yes. So yep. they can get that on their phone and hear about the things that maybe can't see so well. They can get a commentary. So they've done it very well at St Andrews. But of course, the cathedral—you can only see the cathedral from the the roadside, yep. and it's reasonably okay. But I take um, pictures. I had my books, so could show them pictures of what the cathedral looked like and what St Rules looked like.
0: Yep, no, it's a good tip because I I didn't. I saw that the museum for the castle was open, but I didn't uh, take my group in, and that's a good tip for the future to go in and and have a look in there. Yep.
1: To go in, and it's worth it. And even just to say to people on their own, look, go and have a look when you've got your free time, it's worth it. But in St Andrew's, three pilgrimages there's pilgrimage for those going to the cathedral, pilgrimage. So there's religious pilgrimages, there's educational pilgrimages, there's golf pilgrimages.
0: And my there's Janetta. Pers-
1: well, that's my personal <laughs> pilgrimage, is to go to Janetta's to have an ice cream. So I have how did two, I guess?
0: Two scoops of vanilla in a tub, please. Thank did, you. Oh, Helen. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla. How no, boring. I, no, I was, I was... I was um, passion fruit sorbet and uh, coconut. That's always my. I always have coconut, but a little bit of adventure, Helen. Come on! No,
1: no. I've. I think I've been through all the all the tastes, but I always come back to vanilla. I do like it, but what I did notice that it might be an effect of COVID, or of course the prices of, of the ingredients. The, the price for my two scoops of vanilla in a tub, please, has gone up.
0: Mm, yes, I noticed that as well. But beautiful surroundings. Amazing the number of places that have taken the opportunity to be refurbished um, over. You know, so a lot of places looking very smart as you walked into them.
1: And I didn't have, they, do, they used to do hot food in Jeanetta's, but they still do. But it comes out of a heated cabinet that you help yourself to. And two of my tour members did have that. They said they were absolutely delicious. I think it was a calzone pizza that one of them had. She said it was absolutely delicious.
0: I didn't notice that. I must go around with my eyes closed. I don't know. But Liz, it's it's food. I don't have my eyes closed for food. (laughs) And the
1: other thing in St Andrews that the uh, Mary Queen of Scots thorn tree it's looking remarkably healthy. Is it right? It had it had a wee trim during COVID, uh-huh. and they've taken away the dead wood. Remember, it used to be a quite a dead bit with just a couple of sprigs coming out, uh-huh. but um, they've taken that away, and it's looking remarkably healthy. I I said to my my tour members, I said I think what what we're probably looking at there is the kind of the two or three generations down from the original tree because it would have dropped its seed and, uh-huh. and um, grown up again. But I think the root, the root stock, will still be the, re- the original.
0: Well, of course, when we were doing our little recce for the tours, we both went to Fortingale for the first time that I ever saw the Fortingale ewe, which is reckoned to be the oldest living organism in Europe. It's 5,000 years old. Is it five or two? No, five. Five thousand right. years old. But what I didn't realise is that it goes through a growth spurt after five hundred years. Um, so you know, this was it definitely looked like a grandfather tree. Oh, it but, was. Um, yes. it's it's um healthy and thriving and uh, a magnificent specimen. So that was the first um that I've seen that.
1: Yeah, and and it's and even just going along that that north road, it is the north of Lo- of Loch Tay, isn't it? Yep where it is it's, yep. it's a lovely road lots of really interesting wee bits and pieces not for a coach but for a for a a car if you're self driving it's quite nice to take that north road along by uh, ben lawers or even going up the road you can go you can drive up ben lawers uh, to a reasonable reasonable bit to a car park and then there's some quite nice little walks uh, with you can get maps of them online and you can do an, an hour an hour long walk around at the top of it not the top of benmore but about half halfway up but it's nice ben
0: lores not benmore ben Lors. yeah and shahalyan and um, being yes. at Ranach, i love the view as you come down to aberfeldy that's one of my favorite views oh, looking yes. out to shahalyan well of course being at ranach on the other side of it and um, this is the second highest mountain isn't it in in scotland i think and uh, it's a beautiful triangular shaped mountain yeah. That completely dominates the surroundings, and um, so one of my favorite sites
1: and it was there that um, some scientists decided to use it because of the shape of Shehalyan that he was trying to calculate the the mass of the earth by using shahalyan
0: in some way look at up half, a story, half it up a story helen half a story you see this is yes. this is what i experienced the whole way around yes. half a story i'd come up with this and, oh oh and then That's oh right, right. and, and what happened right. then? Yeah, oh right so <laughs> but they but didn't care a... they were just so glad to be out yes. there traveling again and it was just an absolute joy to be guiding again
1: and such pioneers, I mean these people that have come over at at this time, they are the pioneers they've 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 done everything and talking to my people you know my my tour members, you know the amount of work and thought and, that they'd put into coming over they the, most of them were people whose holidays had been cancelled you know. Uh with covid and they were just putting them forward so they were so excited to be back i must give a shout out to one of my tour members mike who everywhere we went he had a notebook he was writing everything down and of course i was terrified he was writing down some of the information that might not have been so accurate that i was giving and then and he was making sure that when he was eating anywhere or anywhere he kept the tickets off the tuber off the clockwork orange in glasgow the the menus and then on the last morning he showed me the notebook that he kept. Everything, every night, he, he completed You know, what they'd done that day, stuck in to this notebook all the papers and uh, that he, tickets that he'd gathered and written up an account of the day. It was wonderful. So he does that for all his holidays. So there's a wonderful library in his house of holidays in really good, structured
0: interest form. What memories it'll bring back. Yeah, talking about lots of work and effort, um I'm about to go off on a tour. One of the biggest I've done yet, which was cancelled from last year. A group that I've travelled with me before on a number of occasions, and this time we're going out to the Western Isles, which is the remotest, um, right, life on the edge. And, uh, and the amount of preparation that has gone into this has just been phenomenal. And the weather forecast is looking at rain every day, oh, 80%, it's 90%. You know, it's going to be a very moist tour, I think. But um, I think people, are just going to be so glad to get back together and travelling again as a group. At the moment, I have one couple who are stuck in Halifax, Nova Scotia, en route. You know, I think it's going to be full of challenges, but we're pioneers and we'll be out there Making the most of it, and and I can I
1: can really confirm the amount of work that Liz has put into this tour. It's been it's really it's going to be splendid. It's going to be a fantastic tour, and your tour members are so lucky, Liz, that you have you know, everything. Every T is crossed and every I is dotted until. Something happens. <laughs> but then you have, you have plan B.
0: I'm sure you have plan B. I don't know. Some of these situations just don't have a plan B, but yeah. we'll cope with it. We'll roll with the blows, roll with the punches. Yeah, we'll just do that. What about you, Helen? What have you got coming up? Well, I've got I've got coming up. I've
1: got a couple of days off, but in fact they're off in the. So far as I've got one day tours on these these couple <laughs> of days, and then, and then I I head out on another extended. Not a Rick Steves one. This is a this is quite an interesting one. It's a a a church um, that I'm taking round. So it's all places of interest to churches in America, really to do with the Reformation and the saints.
0: So. I think this is a, this is the tour that I think we're going down to Lindisfarne. Lovely. And, well, I hope you don't have the same misfortune in preparing for this one. Tell our listeners about what happened to you on the night before you went out on your last tour. Oh, well, Liz, what happened
1: to me then? Something just, did.
0: Just a little a little meeting with a, a large mammal. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right, yes. I I had just done a day tour with, with my cousin right round... You know, Scotland always doing a complete Rick Steves eight-day tour in one day. You know, up to Inverness, Loch Ness. You know, all of these places, over to Edinburgh. Dropped my cousin off in Edinburgh. Driving along the motorway about six miles from home, wallop. A large deer jumped across in front of my car on the motorway well he didn't jump in front of it he kind of jumped onto the car and smashed up all my bumper my lights my wing fortunately another second it might have been the windscreen and me but it wasn't so my car was still driving so I just thought I would take this car home and when I got home inspected the damage the bumper was hanging off the lights were hanging out (laughs) Mm. but all was well. It has now left my driveway and is in the capable hands of a garage being
0: fixed. Good. Well, you're safe and sound, which is the main thing. That's right. So just listening to everything that you do, everything that you've, you've been doing, is enough to make me fair-puggled. Oh, so,
1: fair-puggled. Oh, well, there's a good word. There Liz. I am.
0: Fair-puggled. I'm exhausted already before I even go out on tour. Fair-puggled.
1: Well, I I think I'm going to use a word that um, I think we have used before, but it came to mind an awful lot on my tour. When I looked around my room and all my bits of paper, you know, filling every available space, an absolute booruch. That's
0: a good one. I've used that one many, many times over the last week or two. That's right.
1: (laughs) Funny, funny we both use that. Just what a booruch. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Which means just a complete muddle. Right.
0: And technology, see me, see technology. Oh my goodness. It's supposed to be intuitive, but I just don't think I've got the intuition. Oh, no. Technology is Dane Mahedon.
1: Yes. Oh, Liz, we're using up all our phrases. <laughs> so I think with that Daner Daner Heedin, before we day the heeds in of all our listeners, perhaps we should just say a fond goodbye to everybody and we will be back. Hopefully we'll look at our diaries and see if we can get together again in
0: another two weeks or maybe we'll just have to you know, synchronise diaries, Liz. Yeah, and we'd love to hear what you think of this new format, whether it's worthwhile us continuing. If you're just interested in blethers like this, about what we've been doing, what we've been seeing, drop us a line. You know the address, scottishblethers at gmail.com. We'd love to hear, or just put it on social media. We'd love to hear what you think of it. Bye for now.
1: Bye for now.